talking a little bit about uh, the underlying story behind the Akedah. Obviously, we all know the Akedah as Avraham Avinu's most challenging design. We all know the Akedah as the time when Akedah Shvaruch promises Avraham Avinu that is going that, that guarantees the existence of Kali Yisrael. And we all know that uh, until today, every Rosh Hashanah, so the schus we come to is to remember the Akedah. Now, on a simple level, of course, the fact that a person is uh, expected to be most nefesh for a mitzvah is tremendous. Not in oneself, here Ramavin was asked to give up his child, which is even bigger in this line, because we know how valuable having a child was to Abraham. We know that most of his life he was waiting for the child, and the biggest simply was when Yusuf was born, and now he's required to offer that up to Hashem too. So of course, it's a tremendous, tremendous insight, so we know, on a simple path even. And that is Abraham was only been inside. So then, for that he deserves a tremendous reward. But, obviously, we understand this deeper than that also. In other words, the, the, the way that Kodesh Baruch expected the Nisayin to be, that not just that, but to bring Yitzhak Apis and Oila as, isn't just there as a way to challenge Avram, do you have enough serious Nefesh to listen to Hashem? Obviously the nature of what Avram was meant to do and what he did do, that itself has an effect. And therefore let's look at the Maisa of the Akedah and understand the, the, there's a greater Oymek to what Avram achieved in the Akedah, more than just the fact that he showed that he was loyal to Hashem and he was willing to be Maisa Nefesh. So the first point, Naran, Joshua Saran, he asks a question. Who's that? Naran. In Joshua Saran, he asks a question, and he says, that Abraham was a Navi. And uh, therefore, a Navi knows that what Hashem wants to happen is going to happen. We all know that. But a Navi is even, even more clear to that. And therefore, if Hashem wants Yitzchak to die, so then Abraham can uh, do the Akedah or cannot do the Akedah. But Lema'is, he's not going to stop what Hashem wants to happen. And if that's the case, if, uh, if let's say, the way that the Nebu would have come to Avram Avinu is, Avram Yitzchak's going to die. So either you bring him as Lailah, or he's going to die of a heart attack. So if that's the case, what choice does Avram Avinu have? If that's what HaKadosh Baruch decided he wants to happen, it's not like he's saving Yitzchak's life by, by not doing that care, by refusing to do that care. And therefore the Ran says an amazing Kiddush. Let's explain what the Ran says, and then the will use it to understand something else. The Ran says that HaKadosh Baruch Hu was never Mitzavah Avram Avinu to do the Akedah. It wasn't that Tzibu, you have to do it. But Hashem says, Kach, no. And then it's Hashem saying, I'm asking you, please, it would be nice if you would. But you're not Mitzavah. And therefore he gave Avram the option of saying, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, you're asking too much for me. To give up, it's like something I can't do. And there wouldn't have been, it says around, he wouldn't have been punished for that. Because there wasn't a tzibu which he had to fulfill. It was a request. And if Hashem is punishing something as a request as opposed to a tzibu, it means, I would like you to do it. And we'll be happy if you do it, but you aren't mitzvah to do it. It's like, and if that's the case, if a person says, I'm sorry, I can't do it, it's too hard for me, they won't be punished. And even by us, they have this, the concept exists. There's some things which are mitzvahs, which we mitzvah to do, and 
we have to, there's no choice. In the Chasa Shalom, we don't go get punished. There's some things which are areas which is the Fimish Rosh Hashanah. If we would do it, Hashem would be happy with us. It would be a minor. But if we, can't, if we didn't do it, we can't do it. So we don't get punished for that because it wasn't a tzibu. And therefore, Hashem didn't tell him, you have to kill Yitzchak. Hashem didn't tell him, Yitzchak's going to die. Really, it made the Nisai that much more difficult. Hashem said, Avram, it's up to you. If you want to do the Akedah and Shech Yitzchak, so then that's what I would like you to do. And if you don't, nothing's going to happen to Yitzchak. You'll stay alive. I'm not punishing Yitzchak. And if you decide it's too hard, you don't have to do it. But either Yitzchak was or wasn't going to die at that moment, no? Sorry? Either Yitzchak was or wasn't no, going to Hashem die at that moment. No, like Hashem didn't say it like that. Hashem didn't say Yitzchak's going to die either way. Hashem did the opposite. Hashem said, really, Yitzchak doesn't have to die. If you want to do the Akedah and, uh, as a word of Hashem, it will be accepted. But if you don't want to do the Akedah, that's okay. And don't punish Yitzchak. It's not a tzivu. And therefore, Avram didn't, didn't feel he was compelled that I have no choice. I have to do the Akedah. Exactly the opposite. That Avram could have chosen not to do the Akedah, and there wouldn't have been an Avera. He could have chosen, it's too hard for me, and it wouldn't have been an Avera. And if that's the case, the obvious question is, why did Avram choose to do it? He had the chance to ask to say, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I'm sorry, you're asking for too much. You, Yitzhak was something I waited a hundred years for. This is the future of Klai Yisrael. I, I can't do it. And that's the other way around. We really can ask the question, and Avram decided he is doing that kid. He didn't feel that I'm doing the wrong thing. I'm, I'm, I'm giving a beautiful for nothing. So what was the factor then in the, in the equation that led Avram to still do the Akedah? So says the run. There's a concept. And that is, there's one concept of what HaKadosh Baruch Hu is Metzavah. There's another point of being Mekayim when HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants. Lasa is Ritzoyimcha. L'Kaycha Fatsi. Lasa is Ritzoyimcha. L'Avdi B'nei V'Shalem. What does it mean to be Oysi Ritzoyimcha? Ritzoyimcha doesn't mean to what Hashem tells you to do. That's a tzivui. Lasa is Ritzoyimcha means when a person is told, this is what Hashem wants. He's not being Metzavah, but you know what he wants. And therefore, what a person is willing to do in order to, to fulfill HaKadosh Baruch Hu's Ratzim. You want an example of something like that? That's like in the case of Kibbutz. Sometimes the father will ask his son, please do this for me. If that's the case, it's a tzivui. So the son's mechuyot to listen. Very often, a son knows what his father wants. He, except the father hasn't said, I'm going to bother him, whatever the case is, I'm not going to ask him. But the son knows exactly what his father wants. So is there a mitzvah to do it? He didn't ask me to, he didn't tell me I have to. And the answer is yes. Why? Because part of kibbutz is the same idea. It's nice to say If you know what he wants, you know what will make him what what uh, what would uh, fulfill whatever he needs right now. So that's the method to do it, even without being us. And therefore, when Avram is doing the akeda, wasn't the question of do I have to do this? You don't have to do it. But Hakadosh Baruch Hu is the guy that he wants it. And therefore, how important it is is it for me to fulfill what Hashem wants? And why is that in Israel? Because right here, what Hashem wants goes in exact contradiction to what I want. Avram wants to keep Yisrael alive. Avram wants to bring him up and to make sure that Christ will continues. And now he's here, he understands Hashem wants the Yisrael It says the person prepared to be mevatel Ritzonai in front of Ritzonai Hashem. And not just some small rotten, 
Now, if a person thinks, well, I don't want to get for shachas, now I want to stay in bed. That's uh, on scale things are pretty small, right? Something which there was nothing in the world that Ram wanted more than that was to keep your soccer right. And then Hashem wants the prince. How much is the prince about? That's the second point. And now, one more point I want to share with you, and then we will see the whole picture of Hashem. There's a Rashi in the sixth page. It's really quite in Chazal. Akhenes Prochet tells Avram bring up Yitzchak on the mountain. Avram takes Yitzchak. Akhenes Prochet spins the mark. Avram doesn't shift Yitzchak. Avram doesn't shift Yitzchak. And that says Avram says to Hashem, "Aforish lechasi chasi." Akhenes Prochet, I want to. I'm going to ask you a question. Explain to me. Originally, you told me that Yitzchak is part of the Chazer. So you promised me that Yitzchak will be a continuation of the Jewish people. Then you told me to go and shift Yitzchak. So I understand that that's contradicting what you said before. Because you, you can't tell me to kill Yitzchak if you want Yitzchak to be the protection of the Jewish people. And now you're telling me not to kill Yitzchak. Like, Hashem explained to me, why is this a contradiction? And Hashem responds to him, Hashem, I never contradicted myself. I never said anything which was contradictory. Why? I told you, Kiwi Yitzchak, you carried a Chaznera. You have told me Yitzchak, and you will. And what did I tell you? I said, bring him to the mountain and bring him up as an island. She was bold Mizbech, put him on the Mizbech, and in Nashta Rashi, and he said, You put him up, good, now take him down again. Did I say, Shachoteo Shamloila? I said, Haleo Shamloila. So you did that. There was never a contradiction. There was never a contradiction. All the time you put on the Mizbech, and you did it. So I want to ask you a question. So I said, The whole Achkeda was just one tragic misunderstanding. <laughs> if, I, if everyone understood Mirage, what Hashem was telling you to do, it wouldn't have been a conflict even. You only put him in his back with the greatest of pleasure. I put him in his back. I walk in his back with my green color chayim and go home again. So the whole achayda and all the difficulty in it and all the kashi of, uh, of, of what Abraham went, went through and was willing to commit himself was all one big mistake. That's what you understand. That's what Hashem told him. I never said shechtim. So Abraham, you misunderstood. You put yourself through, through uh, trauma. So, so where was the schayim? If Abraham would have understood right, what would have been the schayim? What's the big deal? It's like saying time after the shooting range, then I end time. Don't do anything. So what's the big deal? It wasn't being hard. How do you understand? How do you understand? On the one hand, the Kodesh Baruch is saying that I never told you to Shechtim. And then, but the whole Nisoyin of the Akedah was that Rome thought he's meant to Shechtim. So how do the two things go together? It's a very, very strong question. So let's understand. Now we said there was more to the Akeda than just the fact that Hashem wanted to Avram to prove how much is preparing by Sinefish. There could have been other ways to do it too. There was a the guarantee that came at the route of the Akeda, the continuation of Ta'i Yisrael, came from a deeper point. And what is that? So once again, we ask three questions, we're going to explain the answer in three stages. Number one. The Zitfila. It was a Zitfila that Rabbi Shmoka and God will have when he had a chance to dive into Hashem. It's pretty much a Zitfila we say also in Rosh Hashanah. <laughs> Three things. She goes to Rachamech al Kaska. That's the one thing. But it's not even a Nechav Vinus Rachamim. But the Kanisimim, or you know, I'm talking about them, or the Asimon, the Lifting Mishra Zadim. What are these three different requests? 
And why was Eichel Tavon? So let's take one at a time. So to, let's start with the one of with this nagging of Eichel Tavon. Where does that come from? There's a Mirasadin, and a Kodesh Prochet decides what's right. And Hashem is fair. And what right do Klai Yisrael have to ask for Rachel? What right do Klai Yisrael have to ask for Rachel? All right. Justice is justice. If you go to a court, and everybody waiting up if a person has done something wrong and he deserves to be punished, and says, I'm, I'm, you're right, I'm asking for mercy. So please judge me, judge me, not of Peter Dane, judge me with mercy. Where's, where's the precedent for that? Justice is, is, is because it's correct, it's because it's true, it's MS. So where's the welcome to ask to be judged with mercy? That's what you ask. The answer is, and this is the first thing which Avram achieved by the Akedah. And that is, and so Gemara. If a person, the Gemara says, the Gemara says before it's not a Gemara. The Gemara says, you know why Yishlam is destroyed in the time of the Khorban? Because they they judged all the dinim al pidin tayr. Who's destroyed? They judged al pidin tayr. It's a more b'matir. Who's destroyed? Because they're done al pidin tayr. So ask them what do you want them to do? Since they didn't uh, they didn't act with mishir sadin. They only judged exactly what the din is. So why is that a reason for Yishlam to be destroyed? So the mafashim explain like this. And they say that there's a, the way that Israel gets judged could be one of two ways. The one is based on death. What do you deserve? That's what's going to happen to you. And if that's okay, case, no one's going to punish you if you don't deserve it. But if a person did do things wrong, or Israel collectively did do things wrong, then they will get punished. That's the death. There's a second option also. And that is, if a person's willing to, when he judges, he's willing to overlook the death. Is willing to act more then Akash Baruch will respond the same way. And therefore, it doesn't mean Klai Yisrael got, got punished and Yishlam got destroyed because they judged al But because they judged al so whatever else they did wrong got judged al Whereas if Klai Yisrael had acted then they would have evoked a certain Midin Shemaim of Racham and Mashiach of Christian in the same way. Now, if that's the case, had that case been a Tzibur, to start from the first point, and Hashem would have told Avram, Avram, you are going to Shrech Yitzchak. You have to do it. So then it's a Tzivoy. And then you can judge Avram and reward him for being Makayim and Tzivoy. Or you can punish him for not being Makayim and Tzivoy. But that's as far as it goes. That means Avram's uh, faithfully keeping what he's told to do. But by making the request to do the Akedah not a Tzivoy, like we said, it was an option. Avram's not a Tzivoy to do it. Then by fulfilling the Akedah, it doesn't just say Avram keeps the Tzivoy. It's just that Avram does what Akedah Baruch wants, without being instructed, without being forced on him. That's what Hashem wants, that's what he does. And if that's the case, that creates the ability, the first point, for Akedah Baruch to react in kind. And that is, and if that's the case, I'm going to judge Kai Yisrael, but that rots in as well. And that is, instead of judging them, this is what they deserve, this is what they did, this is what they had to do, or what they didn't have to do, no. Avram showed that He's prepared to do what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants, even if he doesn't have to. Then HaKadosh Baruch Hu says that's the middah when he used to judge Kaya Yisrael. Then that is, with Yisnagim Banecha Vemir Yisrael Rachamim. That there's going to be a middah of Rachamim, 
which is they're not going to be judged extract, strictly by the letter of the law what they deserve. Hakadosh Baruch Hu is in this to to give them opportunities to the children to lessen the severity of the punishment. That was the first middle connecting middle, and that was dafka because Akeda wasn't a different. Dafka because Avram showed that that he was prepared to fulfill Ritzan Hashem, not Tzivu Hashem, but Ritzan Hashem. And therefore, uh, if it would be based on Tzivu, then it would be a different question of Din. We might deserve to be judged and punished. But if it's Ritzan Hashem, Hashem doesn't want to punish Kala Yisrael. If that's the case, let's say Midas Rachman, that's us. But Kala Yisrael uses his Ratzin rather than using the Din. That's the first thing we ask for. Let's look at the second thing. There's a middle of caste. When people do wrong, it causes Hashem to get angry. And now we ask, there should be a concept of The Racham should be Kovish the caste. It should overpower the caste. So if it makes them think, there's two different middles of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The middle of Racham and the middle of caste, the middle of Mishpat. And the one is going to overpower the other one. What's this a reference to? Not just Hashem should judge us for Rachamim, but there should be, when there is a Kaas, a middle of Kaas, so then there's a concept that the Rachamim can overcome the Kaas. What's this interference? So the Mukhubalim explained that we know that the middle of Avraham Avinu was the middle of Rachamim, the middle of Chesed. We know the middle of Yitzchak is the middle of Sadin. The point of the Akedah, besides of being a sign for Avraham, was that the Rachamim should be misgabbed on the day. The Rachamim should be miskaber on the din. And therefore, the way to do that is that if Avram, so to speak, being the Midas Rachamim, would overpower Yitzchak, bring him as a carbon, the Midas Adin, that's what you have. The Rachamim is the din. Now, where did that happen? Originally, the Tzivi was, Avram understood, to Shechem. And what's interesting is that's what, what, we, what we call the whole, the whole incident, we call Akedat Yitzchak. The Akedah, the Kharit, the very small part of Akedah means that Yitzhak asked Avram to bind him. Tie him down so he won't move. That, that's a minor feature that's called Shechitas Yitzhak, or Korban Yitzhak, or whatever you want to call it. Why is it called Akedah Yitzhak? Akedah is a very small part of it. But the Quran said no. Because even the Yitzhak's intention was tie me down so they're able to shecht me without a, without a problem. But Berega Avram tied Yitzhak so the Rachm has been Kovish the Din. He's already achieved that. If the point is the Rachm has been miscarried on the Din, then when the Racham is Kovish the Din, like in, in physical terms, Avram is tied Yitzchak, then he's already done that. He's already bound the middle of Sadin. If that's the case, it's already achieved the second objective it was meant to achieve. And therefore, the, what, what brought about the, the, the second of the benefits that Klai Yisrael enjoy from the Akedah, the fact that your Racham should overpower your caste, was brought about through when Yitzchak was tied. When Avram ties him down, that's Avram, the Hiskabras of the Chesel and the Din, that already achieves his point. That's why the, the point, we call it the Akedah Yitzchak. It's not Alash, it's a version of the Pasuk. It's a version of the Chum, of the Siddur. The Teroi is not Akedah She'okel Avram and Yitzchak Yitzchak Yilei. Kein Yichbush Rachamecha Eskaischum Yilei. The Akedah was the, the, the principle of the, of the Chesed being Kovish the Din, and you ask HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that becomes the, so to speak, the Simon the Banim, Hashem should the same thing for us. So that was the second part of the Akedah. The first one was, it's more the Ratzin as opposed to the Tzibuy. Hashem's Ratzin is to be Merachim. And that's the second one is that it provides a framework, Kilo, for the Rachim to be Kavish the Kas. Avram was Rachim or Kasa? 
You can break it up, but it's both, they're, both, they're both the same kind of thing. Okay, so then the third point. What's the Yisodin? Of Lifni Mishra Sadin. We said it's Rachel. The Lifni Mishra Sadin is it the din or is it not the din? Is it right? Is it that what the Lachit dictates? No, that Lachit dictates. What is the idea of Lifni Mishra Sadin mean? And I even ask a question to friends. Lifni means inside. So it's inside the Shura Sadin. If anything, I'll call it outside the Shura Sadin. Now the Shura Sadin is what you have to do. And now you want to expand it beyond that. So I'll say you're going outside the Shura Sadin. You're going beyond the letter of the law. In English, that's outside. It's not within the letter of the law. That's much read. Why is it lifnim? What's inside the Shura Sadin? So this is not proposed. There's a deep point here, which is from the Ramchal. I want to explain. We said before that because Rachel tells Abraham, you didn't listen to what I said. I said, And you bring him up as a carbon, you did that. I never said Shechti. Hashem doesn't have to do things So, up you ask, what is Abraham meant to think? So, this is all my mistake? It was a big just a misunderstanding. Of course, there was no it's meant to be. When Akadish Baruch told Abraham, I want you to bring Yitzhak as a Ayla, he understood very clearly that means I want you to Shechti Yitzhak as a Ayla. I want you to be directed down, and I want you to burn the meat. That's what the idea is. And uh, Abraham didn't understand wrong, and that was the Nisan which was meant to be. And what? And this is the Nisan of the Rukha. Achas Tiber Lekim, Shtayim Zushamati. Akadosh Baruch said one thing, but the different ways of understanding what Hashem said. And therefore, Hashem will never change his Hashem says is always true and is always accurate. Of course, when Abraham understood, he was meant to understand. You meant to bring Yitzchak as a carbon. But Lema'is HaKadosh Baruch knows that Yitzchak is not going to bring a carbon. So now, now Abraham has a question. Abraham didn't have a question at the beginning. At the beginning, when HaKadosh Baruch said, bring Yitzchak as a carbon, he went and did it. That's what he wants. But now that he saw Yitzchak wasn't going to be a carbon, so now he has a question. HaKadosh Baruch how can it be what you said didn't happen? You said Yitzchak was going to be a carbon, and he wasn't. And HaKadosh Baruch said, I'm careful when I speak. And therefore, the, I, I know the future too. And therefore Hashem said, I'm going to word things in a way which you'll understand now what's the right way to understand it now. But even in hindsight, you'll understand what I said in slow right. That's the Shtayim Zoshamati. You can understand that Kodesh Baruch before something happened the way he wants you to understand it then, and it fits perfectly into his words. And you can understand Hashem after things have worked out, and you look back and see what Hashem said, and it still fits perfectly into his words. And Kodesh Baruch knows both. And Kodesh Baruch knows both. There's the Kodesh Baruch who knows the future, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu who is running the present. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu can word what he says in the way which it could be understood now based on what we are aware of now in the present and can be understood in hindsight <coughs> based on what we know in the future. Hashem doesn't change. Hashem doesn't change. And that's the Oymek of Dibre Hashem and this is the Torah as well. We understand the Torah from the perspective of we see when at one stage of the Torah we could see back in history and now we understand deeply exactly what the Torah said came true. Now, if you've seen how it played out, we can see much more clearly into the words of the Torah exactly what Hashem said was right. The whole Torah is like this. Every, time, every individual that Hashem says is going to do something. So, again, we, we have to think, what do people think at the time? And now, looking in retrospect, what, what happened? And you see how exactly what Hashem said is completely accurate. And Hashem doesn't change. It's just, there's a way to understand Hashem, the way people, from the before instance happened, what people think in advance. And Lamaisa, when they see what actually happened, so then they can go back and understand Hashem again. 
I don't understand. That's the Echon Hashem said he didn't change. That's a yesai. And therefore, Avram didn't feel guilty. Wow, what a mistake. No, he was understood the way he was meant to understand. But, in hindsight, how can it be that Hashem said it wasn't Miskaim? It was Miskaim. It was Miskaim 100%. Exactly what you did, that's what Hashem told you to do. Hala Elah, Shalom Elah, you did it. No, it's not. It's the way a person is meant to understand from the perspective he's in. A person is not Hashem. Hashem can see both perspectives, and the person can't. And therefore, the way, the way a person is meant to understand the Torah Hashem from where he's in now, that's correct. And when he sees in the future what actually happened, and he goes back and reads the Torah Hashem again, he'll understand that's completely accurate. He sees it differently. And this applies, like I said, if you look at all the clothes in the rocks of the Torah. So again, we're living now in a stage where we've seen how they're all being misguided. But for the Torah beforehand, how did they understand what was going to happen? Whatever they understood, that was true. And now if you look back to what actually happened, we look in the Pesachim of Torah, it's 100% true. Hashem doesn't change. Hashem doesn't change. And now if you understand this, you said, you understand this, you said, then it brings us something else as well. And that is that the Torah can be understood more than one way too. Just like we have in between Tanayim. And we don't say somebody's making a mistake. We're saying each one is saying a valid interpretation of the Torah. And when Basidal says this is a Pshat, that's a Psukim that's a, a, say that. It's a valid way to read the Torah. And if Bishamah said differently, that's also a valid way to read the Torah. And now, was that avoidable? If Hashem wanted, didn't want it to be an argument, could he have worded the Torah in such a way that there wouldn't be a Machlokas? For sure he could. You see that in those points where Hashem makes it clear in the Torah, no one ever argued about it. Because the Torah is completely clear, there's no other way to read it. For example, which day of the week is Shabbos? No one's ever argued the point. It's all accepted, it's understood, it's agreed by everybody. Why? Because when the Torah wants to tell you that something which is clear, no one discusses, no one debates it. When it says that uh, Yom Kippur falls in the seventh month, which is the seventh month? The Torah doesn't give names of months. This is the Chodesh Shvi. What's the seventh month? Once again, it's completely clear. No time no Amora ever debated which month Yom Kippur is meant to fall in because when the Torah wants something to be clear, it's clear. And therefore, we have to understand, in all the places where there are arguments between the name, if Hashem wanted to, you could have written it in a way that would have avoided the Machlokas. And you can see this for yourself sometimes. They're arguing about the meaning of a word. So just write a clearer word. What's the big deal? The, if Hashem wanted to avoid the Machlokas, he could have. And if, it, he, if he wrote the Torah in a way which lends itself to multiple interpretations, it means Hashem wants that. It means they're all valid ways of reading the Torah. And therefore, it could be one kuf in history, this was the right way to read the Torah, and that's what they passed on in that time. And a different kuf in history, whatever the case, the difference in Hadrian understood it in the fact from differently, and that was right for that time. And a Kodesh Baruch it meant all of them. We've got the famous Gemara which says in the Machlekes between Rav Yasser and Rav Yenison, that uh, they saw the Yadavi after, said, what does Hashem say? What's his opinion on the topic? And he said, Rav Yasser b'ni kacho emer, Yenison b'ni kacho emer. Rav Yasser said, like this, Yenison like that, which means they both, their interpretations of the Torah, I meant both of them. I meant both of them. So when it comes to Dvar Hashem, it's not just in the book. The Torah also works like that. Which means that Kodesh Baruch thinks what he says in a way which could be interpreted in different ways and they're all right. And he means, if that's, if that could, that's a valid explanation of, of the Dvar Hashem saying, he meant that. It's another interpretation. They're both the words Hashem said. Because Hashem meant to say both of them. And if you understand this, then you understand the concept. Called, Yifnim 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 doesn't just mean I forget about it and let the person off. That's Racham. Just let him off, or be merciful, don't judge him, whatever, that's Rachel. If Nimishor Sadin is a din, like the Sir Shrong says, if Nimishor Sadin, din hu, that's also a din. Except, it's Lifnim, it's inside the Shur Sadin. You can read the Shur Sadin, the, the, the halacha, in a way which this is the way it's meant to be read, 
you could see it in the flame. You could go inside with a different way to read it, in which case it's more lenient. And therefore, the, the makar for the Shlemi Shirat Adin is within the halacha itself. There's a way to understand it in a way which is, which is more lenient. For example, let's give a story on the Gemara. The Gemara says, Rechia had a barrel of wine. And he, uh, and he hides two porters to k- transport his barrel of wine from one place to somewhere else. And the porters were careful, the Gemara says, and they dropped the barrel and smashed. So, Rafkhia said, I'm not going to pay you. You were meant to carry the, the barrel of wine from one place to another place. And you didn't do it, you smashed the barrel. So, you know, yeah, I'm not paying you. So they took him to the interior barrier. They took him to the interior barrier. And uh, Rebbe said, you have to pay them. And Rafkhia said, if that's the thing, I have to pay them for doing a job which I never did because they, they were negligent and they smashed the balance of the delivery. <coughs> and the Rebbe says, yes, for you that's the din. Why? He brings the puzzle, that there's a, there's a way, this is, a, this, would be the, this is the right thing to do. But again, this the Rebbe was a dying. He wasn't a mashkiach. He wasn't coming to give him musa. So this is the din. And he said, that's the din, din Yes, din That's not the shulchan aruch. The shulchan aruch, the is if a, if a shomer is a pachayach, and he breaks something, not only to pay, maybe he has to pay you. Because he was, he was pushing your things. But, there's a concept of lifting Mishra Sadin. And therefore, uh, Rebbe told him, I'm, I'm judging you lifting Mishra Sadin. If that's the case, it's not that there's a cure, just you know, be generous and forget about it, like let them off. No, Dina Hachi. You have to pay them. There's a, there's a, 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 a lift name, there's a deep lower during the din. It's Machayav lifting Mishra Sadin. Now, we ask Gosh Baruch to do the same thing for us. Where's the, why does Ka Yisrael deserve to be saved if Nimishur Sadin? If the Karnasim Banecha if Nimishur Sadin. The Din might say that Ka Yisrael deserve to be destroyed. The Din might say Ka Yisrael's social coronavirus have done so much wrong that they deserve to be wiped out. There have been times where that's been a question. So where's the Nimishur Sadin? And the answer is this is a, a site which we developed more another time by Hashem. The Lifnimish Rosa Din is that the Din is Klai Yisrael can't be destroyed. Because the world was created for that. And if that's the case, to destroy Klai Yisrael would be to make the world irrelevant, meaningless. And therefore, it's true that if you look at what a Klai Yisrael do, what do they deserve? So you, you, the Maskana is going to be, they deserve to be destroyed. But if you're going to look, that is it, can we allow Klai Yisrael be, to be deserved? Not Rachamim. Would it make, Alpi Din. Hashem made a world for a reason. And now you're going to destroy the reason. So what's the point of the world? So I'll be the din that can't destroy Klai Yisrael. That's what called the Fnimi Shura Sadin. There's a Shura Sadin. There's a, there's a deep understanding in din that Klai Yisrael are indestructible because that would render the world a waste of time. That would render the world meaningless. And therefore, the only question is, Hashem going to judge us. I'll be the, I'll be the din. What it seems, I'll say the surface din of what you deserve. I'll be the Fnimi Shura Sadin, which is, He can't destroy us. You can't distress because it can't be. It's in the that the world will be created for nothing. That was Hashem's Megadah Of course, I instructed you to do something. You're meant to listen to the instruction. So when I said, bring Eitzchak as Noela, I meant bring Eitzchak as Noela. And you did the right thing. That was a challenge, that's what you did. But if you're asking me, what I, what, would I contradict myself? No. Because the Taich, the words I said, there was another meaning also. And that is, you didn't have to shekhtim. That's what we call lifnim. 
it's a, it's a meaning which is deeper within the same, same words of Hashem. And therefore, the, that was also something which was misguided by the Akedah. Or was misguided by the Akedah. And that is that uh, there's, there's one level of Achas Libralekim, the Shtayim Dishamati, there's another level as well. And I'll give you an example of this in the Pasuk. The Pasuk says, Nafla Velaytaisit Kum Basisrah. She's fallen and will never rise again, Bas Yisrael. The Jewish people that have fallen will never rise again. It's impossible. It sounds pretty, pretty sad, right? Nafla, she's fallen, but she'll never rise again. That's what we call the din. The Gemara says, Narav Amirachi. Nafla, but she's fallen and won't fall again. Rise up, Bas Yisrael. The same words, you're just reading it differently. You read Nafla Velaytaisit Kum Bas Yisrael, or Nafla Velaytaisit Kum Bas Yisrael, and it changes the meaning completely. That's the Lifnei Mishra Sadin. The Lifnei Mishra Sadin is that there could be Alpi Adin Nafla, and she doesn't deserve to get up again. She gets destroyed. But the Lifnei Mishra Sadin, Hashem said the same words. Nafla Velaytaisit. She's fallen, but she won't fall again. And then she's going to go up. These are the three things, the underlying sides which we achieve with Akedah. Number one, the fact that, that there's the primacy of Ram gave to the Akkadish Baruch And if that's the case, the Akkadish Baruch treats us with that Ratsi. This Ratsi is Israel. Number two, the idea of Avram binding Yitzchak, the Akkadish Yitzchak, was the Rachamim binding with Mirasadin. And lastly, the Tuzmiskale was the second Rabjali, the Pnimish Rasadin. And even if the Din Kaish was deserved to be punished, but the Pnimish Rasadin will always be saved. That was a promise to Akeda. That, that, that for these three reasons, Christ will never be destroyed. And that's the Tfilah we say. We say it, like I said, in Shmuel's Tfilah, in Kadesh Kadesh, the Tfilah we say in the Zikhans of Rosh Hashanah, when we remind Hashem of the Akeda. And therefore we say, Yiratan, Shaykh Bashar Rachamech, Askar Eschal Marin. We are going to Rachamech, Amirasecha, but we can't receive money from Mishra Sadi. There we have all three, with three benefits, the three results which came from the Akeda. Why doesn't the Shukran have a...